Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Um, so we're, we're starting a new series today called Change Your Story. Say, Change Your Story. Have you ever found yourself watching a movie or sporting event, wishing you could jump into that moment and change that game and change that narrative of that story? You might say during a movie, don't go in there. Or while, while watching a game, uh, they're going to blitz. Or don't take that shot or throw that pass. <laughs> I think we've all done this in some way, wishing we could change the situation in that moment, but it seems to never happen. We realize we may not be able to jump into that movie or that sporting event or change that outcome, but with God, things are different. The Bible shows us some interesting kingdom principles that can actually influence and change this present game called life. In other words, we have the ability to change our story in real time. Don't get too excited. If I could sum up this series in one statement, it would say this, to make the most important decision that yields the most profound results. All of us are called to play a part in our story. So let me build some foundational truth to this series, and, and I really encourage you to track with me with this series. There's so many great things that God is, is going to show us and unpack revelation and truth that will literally change your circumstance and situation. I think we've all faced various situations that require an immediate answer or direction, haven't we? And the common question that comes up is, what must I do? <laughs> when in a pickle, what do I do? If you want to mend a relationship, what do I do? Whatever the situation, this is a universal underlying question we all have is, what do I do? Just after I got married, just after we had kids, what must I do? <laughs> I said that a lot because I didn't know what I was doing. I needed help. And that question I found is the catalyst to changing your story. Try it. Say, say, what do I do? See, it's not that hard. What do I do? It gets the ball rolling. Try it. You'll be amazed at what God will do for the one who asks that question. And that question is actually proof of humility. But not everyone asks the question. Some simply go forward on their own and some don't do anything at all. But God has a plan to change your story. You don't have to struggle forever in your story. You don't have to settle for your current situation. You can change it. And God is ready and waiting to help you and I make the best decision to get the most profound results. So how does real change happen? Great question. We know that just because the calendar changes doesn't mean that we do, right? Be nice. But what I found is this. All change starts with truth. And this truth brings the necessary conviction to change. You hear that? The truth brings the necessary conviction to change. Jesus said it this way, John 8, 31 or 32, it says, and you shall know the truth. Actually, I'll go to 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
The truth shall make you free. The truth is the truth will change you. The truth will change me. Truth, okay, truth. Defined in the Greek, it's that which is not hidden or something brought out into the light. That's what truth is, brought out into the light. For example, I thought about this. My first time in full-time ministry back in the 90s and uh, found myself just doing everything. I wanted to prove myself to the, to the pastor and all the people in this church, about 120 people that, you know, I'm, I can do this, Lord. And so I'm just doing everything. I'm, I'm, you name it. Every ministry came through. I was cleaning the church three times a week. I was getting a little bit stressed out. I was occupational uh, hazard for me at, the, at that time. It was just wasn't good in general, but I was just doing so much to prove something. I was overworking myself. And so that led to some stress. And so I, I'm a stress eater, just to let you know. <laughs> I just noticed that. I'm a stress eater. And so I'm early on in ministry. Emily and I are, are newly married. I'm probably a buck 70, you know, pretty decent weight. And... Um, found myself, uh, without knowing it, uh, because I'm not a coffee drinker, stopping by uh, the gas station to get a 44-ounce Mountain Dew. And by the way, they're buy one, get one, or they're, or they're, they're uh, free refills. So I'd get one going into work, right? Get, get the metabolism going, get the energy going, my day going in ministry and all the things I got to do. And then feeling that right about noontime, stop by the gas station again, get another 44-ounce. Well, Time goes by, you know, a few weeks and months go by, and, and uh, we end up taking a vacation together with Emily's family, and they're all just little string, they're string beans, you know, they're all just, you know, never wait, never changed, and I'm a little different. And so, um, and so I, I didn't notice it. Stress eating, Mountain Dew, months, we go on vacation to the beach, and <laughs> um. I didn't think much of it, had a good time, but it wasn't until after we got back that uh, apparently there were some photos taken, and there was a lineup of all of the elders' bells. They're just string beans, you know, and I looked at it, I looked at it, glanced at it, and I said, who's that big guy? <laughs> I didn't know it was me. It was me standing in the middle of all these, these elders' bells, and I'm like, the truth. I'm like, oh, man. Got on the scale. I don't want to tell you what it was, but I thought it was like the salt water. It was water weight or something. But, but listen, I didn't feel bad. I just said, oh, wow. Man, I, I didn't realize. So what did I do? Is I, I said, listen, the truth was all of a sudden this conviction, this catalyst began to happen for my change. So I began to change my story. I drove past the gas station. I drank water, ate some fruit, dropped some LBs. I felt better. Listen, it wasn't anything drastic, but it was enough for me to just go, okay, the, the, I can do this. Something was brought out into the light. And by the way, all truth is confrontational. And that's okay. It needs to be. It needs to be. Right? Because this truth, this confrontation, brings the necessary conviction to change. It's necessary. But first, what stops change? What stops change? What are the reasons people don't change? 
Well, let me give you a quick, a few common statements made that I've made in my life and maybe you've heard before. There's no need to change. We might call that pride. It's, it's that defensive wall that says, there's nothing that needs to change. Here's that profound verse again that we read it maybe a few weeks ago. Jeremiah 6.14, the first part of it. You cannot heal a wound by saying it's not there. Right? Pride says there's no need to change. Everything's fine. We're good. Pride stops change. How about this one? I'm afraid to change. Or the fear of change. Fear stops change. Fear of the unknown and uncomfortable. But what if everything you ever needed was on the other side of fear? What it is, by the way, everything you ever needed in life is actually on the other side of that fear. It makes sense that Jesus said, uh, and, and also God said, <laughs> they're the same, fear not, right? Fear not. I, I'm going to speak to someone here today that's struggling with fear. Fear not. Fear not. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Now, when I say that, do you realize that 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 phrase is a command? (laughs) It's not a suggestion. This will help you. Those who struggle with fear, those who struggle with fear, sometimes you just got to say, fear not. I will not fear. I will not be afraid. You know why you can say that? Because God told you to say it. It's a command. It's not a demand, by the way. God isn't demanding. A a demand is a one-sided relationship of of, uh, narcissism, right? God, God is not a demanding God. It's a command. In other words, he's king, and he's given us a co-man, which is together, together that benefits us. Something together that benefits us. Amen? Say, I choose today to fear not. Say, I'm not afraid of change. Or how about this one? I refuse to change. I refuse to change. Or simply unwilling to change. This will always stop change. And sometimes it's this one. I didn't know I needed to change. I might call that ignorance. That's more rare but legit. I didn't know it. Well, now you know. Truth is, we all need to change. As a matter of fact, it comes with a territory when following Jesus. Paul tells us to be changed by the renewing of our minds. And so God brings opportunities for change. Here's one example. I love this. Acts 16, 25 through 34. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted him, stop, don't do it. We're here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, oh, here's that question. What must I do to be saved? 
They replied, simple. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with every single person in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them, washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. Woo! One Simple decision, the best decision for that guy that made the most profound results, changed his story. His entire household was changed, saved, and baptized. So God brings this, okay, opportunity or confrontation called the earthquake, the shaking, that leads to a conviction to this man asking the right question, what must I do, which then led to his making the right decision. It's actually pretty simple, you guys. So if you're listening to this today and already know there's something that needs to change, let me help you change your story. If you want to change your story, it begins with a decision. Say a decision. All change begins by simply making a decision. If you want to heal your marriage, make a decision to do it. If you want to get out of debt, make a decision to do it. Cut up a credit card, save some money, whatever needs to change. Listen, just Make a decision. It's that simple. You guys okay with this? So decide first that you're going to make a decision. The, the, the thing that's, that's been running rampant over the last few years, fear, right? Fear always causes indecisiveness, always. Uh, I don't know what to do, right? So even if you're afraid, just make a decision. You can do it. You got the, you got the ability and the power just to simply make a decision. See, so many people struggle living in the valley of indecision, not able to make a decision. I've said this before, our enemy lives in maybe land, maybe land. Look at this, Matthew 5, 37. Just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this whoo, is from the evil one. Wow. Did you hear that? Anything beyond this, you guys. What does that mean? He's saying, listen, tell yourself today, I'm going to make a decision. Either yes or no. But when it's God, just say Yes. Because I found out that God will bless your yes. God will always bless your yes. See, the jailer wasn't messing around. He didn't drag his feet. He made a decision to believe, to bring Paul and Silas into his home, have a Bible study and a baptism service all in one day. 
Did you see the profound result of one decision to believe in Jesus? All in one, matter of fact, all in a few hours. This happened just within a few hours, you guys. The whole family got saved. Bible study. All because of one simple decision. James also emphasizes this truth in James 1, 5 through 8. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. I've lived there before of you. I can't make a decision. All of a sudden, I'm back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because their loyalty, their mind is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. Listen, just don't get caught in maybe land. Sometimes we say, well, God might do it. He might not do it. I've been there. Call it pedal picking, pedal picking Christianity. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. No. He loves you. Period. Period. There's no other pedal except he loves you. But we do the same thing with God's promises. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. It's divided. When God says, some of God's promises are yes and amen. No, all of God's promises are yes and amen. Come on, someone. Just, just don't camp out in maybe land. We, we all, we've all been there. Come on, I've been there. <laughs> I've been stuck in maybe land before. Just get out, make a decision, get out. Get out, make a decision, and, and, and just leave, leave it at that. And this is what happens. When I'm in maybe land, I'm frustrated, I'm worried, I'm depressed. That's how I know I'm in maybe land. I'm, frust I'm stuck, frustrated, I'm worried, depressed. But if you choose to make a decision, listen, I promise that peace will follow. And that one decision will give you the confidence and clarity for the next one. Oh, we, we just love, whether it's our children or whether it's people we're, we're with. Okay, let's figure out the next decision to make. Let's make it. I promise you, when you make it, whew, you'll start feeling good. Even if it's going home and picking up your clothes, you'll feel better. Right? You'll feel better. So if you want to change your story, listen, make a decision. Look it. Make it your decision. Make it your decision. A personal decision. I've heard this a time or two personally. Until you decide, you are not going to change. Right? Until I decide, I am not going to change. I can't ask God to fix something. I am unwilling to change. And there are so many stories in the Bible that should have changed but didn't because of the 
unwillingness to make a personal change. The other son, prodigal son story, Herod, King Saul, actually a plethora of kings, and Felix, a governor, had a tremendous opportunity to change his story. He was so close to receiving Jesus, and this happened, Acts 24, 25. As he, Paul, reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you. Woo! By the way, convenience is a killer of change. It is. And Felix didn't make the right personal decision. By the way, after two years, we read he retired and we never hear from him again. We don't know what happened to Felix. We don't see that he made the right decision to give his heart to Jesus. Listen, until you decide, you are not going to change. Change starts with you. Jesus said, pick up your mat. He said, stretch out your arm. Your faith has made you well. I told you truth can be confrontational, right? It's okay. You wore your steel-toed boots today. This is a great jump start to our 2023, whether you like it or not. It is, I promise you. Some of you today, God's asking you to make a decision. Could be something very small, but I promise you, a little trickle, a little trickle, a little trickle of, de of decision will turn into a floodgate of blessing. A floodgate of blessing. Some people spend way too much time trying to pick up other people's mats, trying to make other people's decisions. Just make your own. See, what I found is that I have limited jurisdiction in other people's lives. Very limited. But I have full jurisdiction in my own. I can't change you, but I can change me. We spend a lot of time trying to change other people, don't we? <laughs> Unfortunately. When God's saying, you can't, but you can change you. I can change me, right? And by the way, you know whose job that is? It's me and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's, our, it's his job. Don't worry. You keep praying for me. I'll change. Things will change. Don't worry. It's good. <laughs> I, know, I know you're thinking, well, doggone it. <clears throat> and and <clears throat> as we finish, don't just bring God your problems. Bring him your heart. Bring him your heart. He knows all the problems. He can fix every single problem. He's the God that unscrambles eggs, but he just wants our hearts, right? 
wants our hearts. Make it your decision. And lastly, change your story with this, a God decision. <laughs> this seems like the obvious one, but actually it eludes many. One reason, we like to do things our own way, or we've been trained to do things our own way. Maybe you grew up hearing this, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Chad, how many times have you heard that in your life, right? If you want it done right, do it yourself. Sure, we've all heard that, right? Pull up your bootstraps. No one's gonna help you but you. That's not true. That's not true. God never said that. He said this in Proverbs 3, 5. Matter of fact, this is the scripture we got on our vision retreat, one of the many, but the, everything that we do in 2023 and beyond, especially for 2023, is gonna be filtered through these verses. Proverbs 3, 5, or this verse, trust in the Lord completely. Matter of fact, let's read this out loud together. One, two, three. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. I like that version. The other one is trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. In other words, God's not making you step, by the way. He's directing your steps, right? We're waiting for God to, Lord, make me step. No, no, he's not gonna make you step. He says, take a step, make a decision, and I will promise you I'll guide it. And by the way, you don't have to get it perfect. You can make a decision. You're off to the left or to the right. Don't worry, I'm guiding you. I'm leading you. It might get a little hairy for a moment. It might, things may not make sense for me, but I promise you, I'll get you to where I need you to be. If you just trust me, I'll guide you, but just make a decision. Make your decision. Make a God decision. It's very reassuring. So go ahead, make it with him because you can't lose. He's with you. He will guide you. I love how Emily, I've learned this from her as I've watched her help people get free and make decisions. Always gets to the place where she, they, she finds Jesus in the middle of that moment and has that person ask Jesus what to do? When they thought meeting with Emily, well, Emily, I want you to tell me what to do. She's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but Jesus will. But I don't hear. Yes, you do hear from me. I thought, Emily, you're going to hear from God for me. Well, that happens at times, yes. But no, I want to teach you how to hear from God for you to make a decision Make your decision and make a God decision because you heard from God. There's nothing better and greater and more powerful and gives you confidence when you know, oh my goodness, I just heard from God and God told me to do this. Woo! You can hear from God. My sheep hear my voice. That's right, you're a sheep. Say, bah. That's right, we're sheep. 
So ask and keep on asking with God and make a decision with God and he will answer you. I love this. In Job 12, 12, it says this. It says, wisdom belongs to the aged and understanding to the old. But look at this. But true wisdom and power are found in God. Counsel and understanding are his. And when you make a decision with God, life is peaceful. When we make a decision without God, life is frustrating. I'm just by my own experience. It's really simple. Just make a decision with God. Make a decision with God. And as we finish, just know this. Sometimes the God decision is not the most common one and the most popular one, right? Look at this. It's Luke 10, 41 through 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, trying to make many decisions. By the way, I love this about God. He just wants you to make one. I love, right? God is so simple. Just one. Oh, there's more to come, but just one. Just one decision. But look at this. Verse 42, but few things are needed or indeed, listen, only one. Say only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And we read this like millions and millions and millions of people have read that verse and found out that, oh, Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet and soak up what he wanted to say. One of my decisions that I'm making this year is a phrase, and it just says, be where your feet are at. In other words, be present. Don't get caught in the future and don't get trapped in the past. Be where your feet are at. Whoever's in front of you, whoever's around you, especially our kids were home over Christmas. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna be where my feet are at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm here with them. We're gonna, we're gonna spend time together because I know maybe in a few more days they're off again, college. But Dan, be where your feet are at. Be in the present, live in the, it's a gift. It's a gift. Soak it up, soak it up. Be in the presence of Jesus. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. See, today, you and I can choose to make the most important decision that yields the most profound results. Do you want peace in your home? Do you want to mend a relationship? Do you need wisdom for a particular situation? Do you need to forgive? Do you need to be forgiven? Just make a decision. Make a personal decision and make a God decision. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this first day of the brand new year. And, and I thank you, Lord, for those here and listening online. You, you just made the best decision. And I'm praying 
for a profound result, even from this moment today that you decided to, hey, I'm going to start this thing off this way. I'm going to start it off with God. Whether you're listening online or here, I'm going to start this year off with God. And I'm not just starting it for one, one Sunday. I'm going, to, I'm going to track with God. I'm going, to, I'm going to wake up Monday morning and I'm going, to, I'm going to spend time with you, Jesus. I'm making that decision. And I believe and I declare over you today, I declare these two words, miraculous fruitfulness. Miraculous fruitfulness in 2023. Miraculous fruitfulness. Obviously, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. There's one more in there, but listen. Miraculous fruitfulness in your relationships, in your marriage, if you're married, in your family. Miraculous fruitfulness in your business, in what you do, in everything you put your hand to, it would prosper. Miraculous fruitfulness, I declare over you today because you are making a decision, you're making a personal decision, and you are making a God decision. So Lord, blessings over your people. All glory goes to you, God. Because we're going to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, we're going to acknowledge you. And you're going to direct our steps. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, we started a fasting, seven days of fasting and prayer. There's information on the website. I believe there's some stuff out there if you want more information on that. But just seven days of, 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 of fasting and praying, and, and that could be a, a, a lunchtime or, or whatever it is. But I promise you that when you lock into this, it's another thing that God's going to do to help start your year the right way. All right, God bless you. We love you. Prayer team is here to pray for you. God bless. Take care. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac. For upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.